Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Monday Musings with RC. I am your host, RC Riley, and today I am so excited to have a wonderful guest, Miss Lois Bauman. Hello. Thank you for joining Good us. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So um, for those of you who don't know, um, the Baumans are an icon in the Maywood, Bellwood area. So um, they started out with Stairway to the Stars and then with uh, Mr. Ernie's Flip Flop and Fly. And now they are a nonprofit organization, Maywood Fine Arts. And if you've ever driven down the street in Maywood and, and never stopped by Maywood Fine Arts, you are truly missing a gem in um, the Western suburbs. So they've been around for a long time. And what I would like to do is allow Ms. Bauman to tell about that whole process of how you started to where you are today. Like what made you start Stairway to the Stars? Well, R.C., thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, I, when I tell the story about our history, Mr. Ernie and myself, I, I actually feel like I'm reading a storybook. Uh, we met in 1967 in Maywood, and I grew up in Maywood and went to Garfield School and Provisory High School. Uh, met Mr. Ernie, and he was a very handsome gymnast, and I was a dancer. But I grew up with the idea from about the time I was 12 years old that I would grow up and teach dance in Maywood. So I already had that idea. The idea was born in me because living in the Maywood neighborhood uh, as a child and growing up, um, my neighborhood on 3rd Avenue witnessed white flight. Um, it was real. I, it was like living through something that people talk about and um, actually feeling it. The thing that came out of it for me was that my parents both told me that um, what was happening was very, very wrong. So I then, um, maybe being young and dumb, I then set my sights on, well, if it's wrong, I'm going to try and grow up and do something about it. And I loved to dance. So in my mind, I always felt that I would grow up. And as soon as I was capable, I would open up a dancing school in Maywood. And I would serve these families and children that my parents had already taught me were being, um, that, that things weren't going right for them, that life was already unfair, that they were being uh, dealt a very bad blow uh, in, uh, and again, in white flight. So met Mr. Ernie, had the great opportunity to um, marry him, aha. <laughs> and then uh, we began uh, teaching dance and tumbling skills anywhere we could in the Maywood neighborhood. We uh, associated ourselves with the Maywood Recreation Department for many, many years. And then in 1979, we moved on to um, open the Stairway of the Stars and the Mr. Ernie's Flip Flop and Fly on Fifth Avenue in Maywood. Um, we rented the Stairway Building and we rented the Flip Flop and Fly Building. And we 
never turned a child away. And we kept the tuition very, very low and affordable. So we were kind of like our own nonprofit before we knew right. anything about nonprofits. Exactly. Yes. I remember, um, actually it was my aunts who I think paid my tuition and, and you know, like the whole, it was a whole family thing because everybody wanted to make sure. And I, I apologize because I said stairway to the stars, but a stairway of the stars because we were the stars, right? Yes, ma'am. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I remember growing up and them being like, there's no way that you're not going to be at stairway and that you're not going to dance. And this is like a great opportunity and it's affordable. So I remember hearing those types of conversations and I also remember that there were people who would come in and maybe one week they couldn't pay. And I remember Miss Sue working with them and you all just working with all the families to make sure that nobody missed a class. Because yeah. back then we had your voice on cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. I hope you saved those tapes. <laughs> I actually have I have I have one of the oldest ones when I was a little lamb, and I can still hear your voice back. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean, we didn't want to miss any classes because then when we go home and listen to the cassette tapes when they came showtime, we might not remember the stuff exactly. So you never allowed us to miss class. There was no excuse. There's no reason for us to miss class. So I appreciate that. For those that don't know, I have been a stairway girl for the time I was three. <laughs> and I think the only reason I stopped was because I was 16 and I was not that great at tap dance. I, I, I stuck. Okay. And Miss Heidi kicked me out of class one day, which she should have, because I was not keeping up with the competition dancers at all. And I think I was just feeling myself. I was a teenager. And I think I was just like, you know what? Fine, man. If I'm not good enough for tap, I'm done. <laughs> but of course, I couldn't stay away long. And then years later, when I had my son, I put him in Mr. Ernie's flip flop and fly. Yeah. Yes. So, and you know, you can never stray too far when you're a stair, once a stairway girl, always. Always a stairway girl, yes. And you know, that's interesting. Um, one of our programs that we've established since RC has moved on, but I know your soul is dance and theater and, oh, public speaking. And um, I, I hope that we've really played a major role in that. Yeah, for sure. So um, Stairway was the first place that I learned to be in front of the masses and how to conduct myself because you would just have us get on stage and have fun. Of course, we rehearsed the steps, but at three and four, you don't always get the right steps and you'd be in front of us on the stage and everything. But it was more about just feeling comfortable in our skin doing something we love to do and entertaining other people. Yes. And that premise has stayed with me. And so whenever I'm speaking in front of people, I do lectures, I talk about the intersection of um, sex, race, and gender. Um, and I often think about that, about how this is something I love to do. And I'm teaching this to other people who want to learn it and yeah. I'm just going to get out there and do my best. And that's what I learned from you and Ms. Oh, thank you. Later from Ms. Heidi. So that, that will never leave me, ever. And I, of course, I'm not the only one. Everybody else who's come through Maywood, Bellwood area has, has yeah. 
We are very fortunate. We uh, we are very fortunate that, um, like you, RC, our family of children have grown up, and they we still have the stairway. Mr. Ernie slipped, love and fly. May we find our spirit? It's something that um, is our goal. We're more than um, a dance studio. I have always been, uh, as I said, firstly, I'm very committed to community. If I can be part of something that would help this community even feel better on a daily basis as they ride by and see children going into both buildings with their families, carrying their guitars or their dance bags. It's a very, we, we, uh, we want to grow a sense of family and we want to grow a sense of Maywood Fine Arts family. We want our children to know that they belong to something and right. that they can come here and be loved, uh, even if they do get thrown out of class. <laughs> yes, I did not feel unloved whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's our goal. We are committed to this. We have been committed to Maywood um, for a very long time. When our studio burned down in uh, 2010, we were faced many times, many people said, now is the time to look elsewhere, to move Maywood Fine Arts, give it a different name and move it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And we, that was just not even a thought in our heads. We are Maywood through and through. Right, uh, right. And we're going to stay that way. A very long time. Good. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Generations, gener generations to come. Yes. Through Maywood Fine Arts. So, um, for those of you who are just joining in, again, this is Monday Musings with RC. Today's topic is equity in the arts, and most of you know that my show's premise is about bringing on um, guests who are doing great things in the Black community. Typically, not to put this down on the spot, I have people of color talking about um, working in the community of color. Ms. Bowman is a staple of the Maywood community, which right now is like primarily African-American um, and Hispanic. But I will say that as you mentioned already, like you grew up with this understanding of what was happening in community with white flight. And you understood that that was an issue that people were leaving um, a community because people of color were coming in and you made it your business to make sure that you were meeting the needs of people of color in your community. And yes. um, what's interesting is that you've been doing this for so long that I don't even, I think we've had conversations and you probably like, oh wait, I'm white? <laughs> I've been living <laughs> in this community for so long working with people of color that this is my community and they're concerns and their needs are my concerns and my needs. Um, and so that solidarity is what we need. I mean, when we talk about diversity and equity, you have to have all groups of people to have diversity. It's not just having um, Blacks and Hispanics and that's diverse. You have to have everybody for diversity and we all have to work together. Yes. So speaking of, now around this time of year in October, you usually have the pump, pumpkin patch parade but I know that this year, because of COVID, you're not going to have that. But you are going to do something else. Um, this is the March for the Arts on yes. October 10th at 10 a.m. So can you tell us a little bit about the March for the Arts? 
Well, again, this is the time of year where we do a pumpkin patch parade, which is the parade that all of the children ask me all year long, is it time for the pumpkin patch right. parade, even though it always happens in October, uh, and that they can't wait for it. But with what's happening in our country, uh, and it is time for our parade, we kind of put the two, two and two together, and we realized we needed to do a walk for equity and opportunity in the arts. It is an awareness walk, reminding people that um, children everywhere are not afforded the opportunities for an art class, for a tumbling class, for music, for drama, for piano, for all the things that, that we have to offer, all the things that life has to offer. Right. They're not available. I want to say in community like ours, it, um, Maywood is referred to as a diverse community, as an underserved community. Um, I wish there was a new word, a more positive word, because I've always felt um, for 53 years, my husband and I have felt that in Maywood, there are wonderful children and wonderful families who deserve the best. And these are um, black and brown children. And I, I think the walk, I want just for people to be aware of the fact that in other places, in other situations where they're not in a, a community that is thriving, there are children there and families who are seeking opportunities to, uh, in the arts. So let's, let's walk. Let's make everybody aware of this. Right. And yes, I, I, I have haven't had time to think about whether I was white or not. <laughs> yeah, because I, you've been doing the work. You've been working in the trenches, literally. I never thought about it, ever, ever. Uh, uh, once in a while, uh, I've had uh, a, a very good family of mine whose, whose dad wouldn't let them come here many, many years ago because I was white. And that, that hurt me because I wanted him to know that there was more to me than just the color of my skin. I'm a little concerned today in all of the awareness going on. I'm wondering if people outside of my school see me as being white. And again, we're more than the color of our skin. And I think on both sides of the fence, we've got to stress that. Right, exactly. Exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, we can't, I don't think that we can move forward as a nation without everybody. And so yes. it doesn't, it, it shouldn't matter the color of your skin in terms of us working in harmony with one another. I mean, just like if we're fighting for women's rights, we need men to fight alongside of us. Um, and I talk a lot about the work that I do as um, a performance artist. And a lot of my messaging is around uh, stopping violence against women. And I will say, we need men to stop the violence against women. <laughs> we can't just have women out there. Likewise, if we're trying to have equity within our communities, uh, black and brown people, we need other people. We need people who are white to be there with us. So you've been doing the work on behalf of black and brown communities, which is your community. That's yeah. what you've done your entire life. So it's not some other. You're, you're not 
I am not an other to you because you are you live right next door and <laughs> this is yes. your community. So you have the same resources in your community um, that I do. And my parents are still in that home. And my I raised my son in that home in Maywood. And a lot of my friends who went went to school with are still in the neighborhood. And so there, there's no other with, with you for sure. And I think there's a lot of people um, in the Black community that forget that that there are a lot of white people who are in our communities and who are fighting alongside of us. And we definitely need to acknowledge that and to embrace everybody. And then we need to also understand that there are some white people who do see black and brown people as other because they didn't grow up in those communities and they're just not as familiar. And so it may take a little more work for them to truly um, grab hold of some of the concerns of minority people. But like uh, one of the great things is that you're constantly doing the work. You're constantly out there promoting Maywood Fine Arts, which to me is promoting great things happening in the community. And I do want to talk because I started out with um, dance, uh, so it was <laughs> ballet, jazz, tap, and tumbling. And um, then with Maywood Fine Arts, I wanted to let everybody here know in case they don't already know other things that you offer, such as drama classes, music lessons, voice lessons, and as well as instrumental lessons, um, karate class. What are some other things I may have missed? Well, in the music school, we teach piano and percussion. Uh, we teach voice. Uh, we teach guitar and ukulele. We have uh, several teachers who teach violin. We have several teachers who um, teach the brass instruments also, so we can make that available. Uh, Of course, we teach tumbling and love tumbling. We teach dance. Uh, The children uh, learn uh, ballet, jazz, and tap. And we have um, really adjusted our classes. I think this is very interesting. Uh, Because of COVID, there's been a lot of changes. And um, the children, uh, the older children, like from nine years old up, they're coming for an entire three-hour session. And yes, we, we've, we looked at the fact of what the kids are doing. They're on screen all day doing their classwork. And they're on screen sometimes for five hours a day. And some days they're in school, some days they're not. In right. District 89, they're home all the time. Uh, on on the Zoom or online education. So um, we have put together a class for the older kids that happens at night. It's three hours and they are here. And I thought, well, this is never going to work. Three hours. It's amazing. Those three hours go by in a snap of a finger. Uh, We have to follow all COVID guidelines. So we're uh, not using our dressing rooms. We're not allowing parents in. We're wearing masks. Um, we use hand sanitizer and temperature taking at the door uh, okay. and in and out uh, so that we're taking all the precautions. The children are not in the dressing rooms, which is where they have the most fun. They're seated. Yeah, they're separated by chairs with their dance bags. And, and they're, they're managing very well. And they're very happy. So for three Nothing- hours... Nothing thrills me more than seeing the kids come inside the doors to take their lessons. It's almost like I can feel the happiness creep up from their toes. 
and I myself in all the classes that we teach, I cannot walk by a class without looking inside and, and feeling the miracle of it. I want to say, come on, folks. These kids deserve this. This needs to be here for all children. Exactly, exactly. And that passion is interesting because um, knowing you now for like 40 years, I'm 42, I started when I was three. At some point, I used to think there's, she's going to run out of energy. Like I used to think that. I was like, there's no way that she's going to be able to keep doing this at this you know, intensity forever. But you have definitely proven me wrong. And I can see that passion is just as strong as when I was three years old. And then <laughs> that is. passion is with your kids. <clears throat> I mean, Miss Heidi's teaching and has the same passion. And then everybody else that has been under your tutelage all those years and everything. So, I mean, it's just amazing that you continue to hold this torch and with the same intensity. I, I really... I don't know. That makes me proud to say I'm a stairway girl because you're in the community doing this work and seemingly not getting tired from doing it. And I would imagine with the new kids that come in from year to year, that kind of refreshes you. Or No, this situation is, um, this is more of a, of a gift that I receive on a daily basis. It's like being paid in full every hour <laughs> on the hour. Um, I, I, think, I think all lives should be mission-driven. Mm -hmm. I don't care if they look at you as if you are white. Right, right. Mission-driven, it gives you joy. It gives you fear. I, I cannot tell you, account for the amount of times that I thought we were going to close. I thought we were going to fail. I thought that we lost it all, that we weren't going to make it to the end of the day or we'll never see another Friday with this business open. Mm -hmm. Those times were many, but they seem very minor uh, once you overcome them um, because of what we believe in, what Mr. Ernie and I have always believed in, stays strong in our hearts. Right. We're very fortunate. It's a gift that the black and brown community has given us. Awesome. That is so sweet. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Thank you. Oh, um, I'm going to like tear up now because I'm so <laughs> connected to you. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me get myself back together. <laughs> um, so I want to get back to the March for the Arts because I want to make sure that people show up, that people come out. And so, um, again, this is an opportunity for everybody to participate. We're going to march through. What's the route? What, where's the route? Well, we begin at Fifth and Lake, and we begin at 20 North Fifth Avenue in the parking area of the uh, new dance studio. And uh, it's about a 45-minute walk. We're going to go north to Chicago Avenue, and on Chicago Avenue, we'll go west to Ninth, and then we'll take Ninth Avenue south to Washington Boulevard, and Washington Boulevard east to Fifth Avenue, and then home again, home again. Right. Okay. It's about a 45-minute walk, and um, we do encourage anyone to bring placards or signs. Okay. Uh, we have been encouraging. We are going to make signs that say on one side, equity for the arts, and on the other side, we are going to uh, have the children's artwork displayed, as many of those signs as we can get made. 
And again, this is an awareness walk. Let us join our hearts and our bodies and our minds together uh, to fulfill things in our lives for other people. Right, right. So all of us who have come through um, Stairway, and, uh, whether it was called Stairway, whether it was Mr. Ernie Slip, Up and Fly or MFA, we should all be there because we had the opportunity. Um, and there are kids in, still in Maywood and Baylor that may not know about MFA. I don't know how, but <laughs> and if they know, um, it shouldn't be an issue of they can't afford it because I, I, I know firsthand that um, the Bowmans will make a way and make sure everybody gets what they need. So everybody who has reaped some sort of benefit from May with Fine Arts needs to be there October 10th at 10 a.m. Yes. Um, next to the new dance studio. And we will march um, for awareness, right? For the need Absolutely. for opportunity within the arts. Our kids uh, definitely need to have that outlet. Um, and, and because you offer so many different services that's that's the great thing because everybody might not want to dance or tumble but the karate or the music or any of those things are definitely ways that kids can um, have that outlet and i think especially with covid and with so much um racial racial unrest yes kids need to have that place a safe space and see other people who like them just need to communicate with one another and just exist and be free and know that they're good. Like kids should be able to go somewhere and know I'm good. Just being me right here. We absolutely, one of the, I think one of the very nice things that happens here is that oftentimes there is someone will be taking a dance class for a very long time um, and really still can't dance. <laughs> but I realize this is a home. This is right. where people love them. This is where right. they've made friends exactly. and they feel comfortable here. Mm -hmm. And when we walk and we walk together, we're walking for the problems that we are facing today. The, the things that are happening in neighborhoods that should never happen. Right. Uh, for children in our neighborhoods who don't have opportunities, who should have opportunities. And if a ditzy blonde can provide opportunities for children. Anyone can do it. We can all do it together. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, is there, are there any final words? I feel like that, that summed it up right there. Everybody needs to come out October 10th at 10 a.m. Um, on Fifth Avenue and Lake Street for the March for the Arts. Um, we're marching to raise awareness for the need of equity um, within the art community. And I'm an artist. I started at Stairway um, and I still do performance art. And um, I know that I wouldn't be as poised as I am today if I didn't learn that shimmy right. <laughs> and, and, and shimmy. <laughs> and we are so proud of you too. So proud of Thank you. Well, that's a wrap today. Thank you, everybody, for joining in on this discussion about equity in the arts. I am R.C. Riley. My guest today was the infamous Miss Lois Bauman.
Um, she is one of the founders, along with Mr. Ernie Bellman, of Maywood Fine Arts. You can Google them and you will find so much information. And one of the key things we want to point out is that they have been mission driven from day one and they have always served in their community, which is primarily black and brown in the Maywood area, um, doing the work that so many of us are um, reaping the benefits of. And now our children are benefiting from the work that they do um, and from the passion that they have. So join us all. I will be there October 10th, 10 a.m. at Fifth and Lake in Maywood. Thank you all for joining and have a great evening. Thank you, RC. Thanks again for listening. This episode has been brought to you by Fit Life Give, a Black-owned, queer, and trans-friendly luxury mobile spa. Fit Life Give specializes in couples and individual massage, from corporate events to spa and pamper parties all across the Chicagoland area. Massage is a form of fitness, and you need to have a fit-filled life in order to give to others. So book Fit Life Give for your next event or personal service. That's fitlifegive.biz.